When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 326. Five things you should know about letting go, part one, by Mark Sharonoff of markandangel.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back if you're a regular OLD listener, or oldie as I sometimes like to call you. Or if you're new here, hello for the first time. This is one of three podcasts where we read to you from the best blogs and resources I can find to help you optimize your life, with author permission, of course. And happy 1st of November if you're listening in real time. I hope you had a safe Halloween. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, it was a strange one. I read a fairy tale from the Brothers Grimm. And last night, I gave away a book to a random person on my mailing list. You can be part of those drawings too and get free spreadsheets from me to optimize your life if you come by my site, oldpodcast.com. But for now, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. Five Things You Should Know About Letting Go, Part 1, by Mark Sharonoff of markandangel.com. Even after you let go, the past is still part of who you are. Every one of us lives in the present and makes choices based on some part of the past. This fact is simply unavoidable. You are only able to read these words right now because of your past. Your brain relates past experiences, or learned knowledge, to these words. All forms of learning rely on your ability to continually reference the past. If you think about it, many wise decisions you have made leading to this very moment were created through recalling what did or did not work in the past. You are only able to do what you can now because of what you learned. For instance, you only recognize a friend when she walks into the room because you reference a past connection with her. In this way, you are using the past effectively. But when you start behaving ineffectively because you think this is the way it always has been, problems arise. Old traditions may be useful or they may stifle your progress and growth. It all depends on how relevant they are to the present. It's your job to make this determination. We talk about letting go of the past and moving on, but what do we really need to leave behind? Since the past helps us at least as much as it hurts us, how do we know which pieces to discard? Here are some things I've learned that have helped me. Number one, You are subconsciously matching patterns from the past with the present. When an experience in your life has emotional significance, it gets tagged in your brain as being important. When the emotional experience is tragic, it triggers your brain's fear mechanism, which tells your brain to remain on the lookout for any future conditions that vaguely remind you of this tragic experience. It does this to protect you from future harm. Your brain then tries to match new experiences with the original one, but depending on how emotionally attached you are to the original experience, it can lead to false pattern matches, which will inevitably lead you astray. For example, a muscular man assaulted you, so now you find it hard to trust all muscular men. An old boss verbally harassed you, so now you have trouble respecting a totally new boss or different authoritative figure, etc. 
Again, these false pattern matches occur whenever you respond negatively and over-emotionally to a particular experience, and it all happens subconsciously too. Logically, you know that all muscular men are completely different human beings, but emotionally you respond as if they are one. If you feel that you are stuck because you can't move beyond a past experience, then your brain is relating to it as if it's still happening right now, which means it's matching patterns improperly in the present. Here's a two-step solution that might help. Number one, ask yourself, what specific past experience and associated feelings do my current feelings remind me of? Dig deep and be honest with yourself. Number two, once you have determined the origin of your current feelings, list all the ways your current circumstances differs from the past, the original experience. This should include the places, people, and details that caused you pain and discomfort. Review the differences over and over again until you have them completely memorized. This should help you realize and remember that circumstances have indeed changed. Read thinking fast and slow. Number two, your subconscious mind forgets that your capabilities have grown. Zookeepers typically strap a thin metal chain to a grown elephant's leg and then attach the other to a small wooden peg that's hammered into the ground. The 10-foot-tall, 10,000-pound elephant could easily snap the chain and uproot the wooden peg and escape to freedom with minimal effort, but it doesn't. In fact, the elephant never even tries. The world's most powerful land animal, which can uproot a tree as easily as you could break a toothpick, remains defeated by a small wooden peg and a flimsy chain. Why? Because when the elephant was a baby, its trainers used the exact same methods to domesticate it. A thin chain was strapped around its leg and the other end of the chain was tied to a wooden peg in the ground. At the time, the chain and peg were strong enough to restrain the baby elephant. When it tried to break away, the metal chain would pull it back. Sometimes, tempted by the world it could see in the distance, the elephant would pull harder. But the chain would not budge, and soon the baby elephant realized trying to escape was not possible, so it stopped trying. And now that the elephant is all grown up, it sees the chain and the peg, and it remembers what it learned as a baby. The chain and peg are impossible to escape. Of course, this is no longer true, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the 200-pound baby is now a 10,000-pound powerhouse. The elephant's self-limiting beliefs prevail. If you think about it, we are all like elephants. We all have incredible power inside us. And of course, we have our chains and pegs, the self-limiting beliefs that hold us back. Sometimes it's a childhood experience or an early failure. Sometimes it's something we were told when we were younger. We need to learn from the past, but be ready to update what we learned based on how our circumstances have changed, as they constantly do. Here are two things to consider. A, if you suspect you are currently living your life or parts of it, through the conditioning of self-limiting beliefs you developed in the past, remind yourself of what is different now in terms of circumstances and your own capabilities. What has changed? And B, examine what you have learned from past adversity that can actually help you now. Rather than just regretting stuff, question specifically how it has helped you grow. Has your past equipped you to be determined, self-reliant, perceptive, tough, aware, compassionate, etc.? Focus on what you have gained rather than lost from adverse past experiences. Number three, hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Five Things You Should Know About Letting Go by Mark Sharanoff of markandangel.com. And I mentioned that I gave away a book yesterday and I also give away a copy of Mark and Angel's book every once in a while too. It's called 1000 Plus Little Things Happy Successful People Do Differently. It's like textbook size, but a great book. If you want to be in the drawings to win that, just make sure you're on my mailing list. You can join at oldpodcast.com. You can enter your email address there 
Or a faster way to join is to text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222. And I'll leave it at that for today. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. And we'll finish this post in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.